0: none of this is about us. Like if our mission is really to help other people, you can't go into it without offense. And like, yeah. And so I feel like it's easier when you can step back and say, you know, my career isn't about me and my preferences, it's about other people. Mm -hmm. And so then all of that kind of works itself out. You go into it more humble, Mm -hmm. less arrogant, if Mm -hmm. it's not about you. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Indie Young Professionals Podcast where we help 18 to 29-year-olds be great adults. We're going to interview leaders throughout the city of Indianapolis and talk to them about some of their successes and failures so that you can learn from them as you walk along this journey of life.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Young Professional Podcast, this week's episode with two superheroes of the city of Indianapolis. Carly Rush. Hello. Say hello to your people.
2: So glad to be here. All the people listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Crystal
1: Brown. Hello. Hello, hello. Crystal and Carly have been friends of mine for varying lengths of time. Mm-hmm. Crystal, how long have we known each other? Three and a half years? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. years. Carly. 17 years. 17 years? Wow. wow. You, like, remember when we met? It's Is all that how long years. you know my parents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Carly used to cut my hair when I had more, more hair. But <laughs> it was actually down to your shoulders. It was actually, like, yeah, pretty much <laughs> down to my shoulders. Uh, Crystal and Carly are amazing people. Friends of mine and uh, founders, co-founders, founders. co-CEOs, co-presidents <laughs> of Radiate60 Hair Co. Collective.
0: Well, collective, okay, not company, collective. No. Yep. Amazing.
1: <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that, Crystal. Where's it at?
0: It is in Fishers, off 116th and Lantern, in the Edge Building, yes. first floor.
1: That's like, is that like the down? Is that what downtown Fishers is? Like that whole. Area right there, it's kind of the start of that. I'm yeah. new to Fishers.
0: Yeah, so like Lantern yep. down, yep, is all the downtown mm-hmm. stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So
1: this it is. Everybody knows it's the mm-hmm. best salon in town. It yeah, is the it really best. is. It's the best. In so all of Indy in all of Indy <laughs> potentially in all over the world. <laughs> basically, it is awesome. But honestly, when I go in there to like say hey to you guys, everybody else that's in there, it just like puts a smile on my face. You're like ah, yeah. oh, this place is sweet. Feels good to be there. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I love it. So fun. So uh, we are excited to talk with you two. Uh, you are uh, veterans of life, right? You guys got all all figured all out. All figured out. <laughs> got everything figured out. Yes. <laughs> from day <one>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. So just tell us a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll start with you, Carly. Where did you Where did you grow up?
2: Um, I'm from Upland, Indiana. Upland, Indiana. Taylor How University. How many people live
1: in Upland, Indiana? I have no idea. Not a lot, right? I
2: really don't know. Because of Taylor University, it's oh, yeah. a lot more. Which, but we but have one, You say that like Taylor's big.
1: I know. It's not. Which no. means up one's real small. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but uh, we do have one blinking light mm. until you get to 69. So yeah.
1: And uh, one famous ice cream place. Right? Oh yeah. Mm. Ivanhoe's. Did you work there or did Chris work there, right? Well, Chris was working there and I saw him and I decided to work there too. Yes. Okay. So Chris, is your At husband. At 16. Yes. Chris, and how old was he when you saw him? 16. And it was like love at first sight for me. Oh, yeah. huh?
2: I went home and told my mom that I was going to marry this guy. And she's like, it better not be that guy with pink hair and piercings because you're not meeting him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was. And it
2: totally was. <laughs>
1: yes. I love it. So mom, and there was it began. Not, mom was not into it at 16, huh? No. Wow. Was that like one of those families where you're Like you're not even supposed to be dating, let alone thinking about who you're marrying? Or like, oh, was it not that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it knows.
2: Siblings? Um, one brother. Yep. He's an amazing brother. Yes. Yeah, Stefan. Stefan Davenport. Stefan Davenport He's also
1: world renowned hairstylist. Yeah, he is incredible. So fun. Yeah. I'm in there Blessing, hair, you know? right know. <laughs> Talented family. Talented family. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Carly or Crystal, I'm looking at you Common. now.
0: Common <laughs> confusion. <laughs> we
1: might look a little like Yes, exactly. yes, seriously. And you do everything together. You're always in the same place at the same time.
0: Basically. <laughs> my kid, Ellie actually thinks that James is her sister. Like she just it's like along the way, she's like, James is my sister, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> isn't that how this sibling yeah. thing works? <laughs> just the yeah. people you spend the most
1: time with. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Alright, so where'd you grow up?
0: I grew up in Rockville, which is also is very tight. In it isn't so Rockville. Rockville Road actually takes you to a Rockville, Indiana. Wow. The Covered Bridge Festival, pretty famous. Mm.
1: Super famous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it actually is a really big deal. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm new yeah. to India. I've only yeah. been here 30 years, no. so.
0: But it's a tiny town, very country, not like abnormal to see Amish people just, nice. just kind of trotting down the road. Amish and Rockville? Oh, yeah. Well, the Covered oh, Bridge are know. built by Amish people. So like yeah. where,
1: where are we talking about from Indianapolis, Rockville is one direction?
0: Um I, west, yeah. So you go around the west side and then okay. Avon. So you go past yeah. Avon.
1: Okay. Hmm. Like how far out of four sixty five? Like how many miles are we talking?
0: Far. I mean. Far. I, I mean.
1: Many, 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 miles. many
0: miles. It would take a long time to walk there. <laughs> Tens,
1: if not dozens, of miles.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just want to get there.
1: <laughs> okay. So when did you move to the uh, great metropolis of Indianapolis?
0: Oh gosh, I've been here for six, seven seven years I
1: think you've only lived in Indy for seven, seven years
0: Eight,
1: nine. I guess yeah, hey, maybe that's a what, little I guess that's seven, what we're been about a half,
0: yeah seven seven and a half mm. years because Ellie was one okay yeah when right. we moved up here gotcha gotcha mm-hmm. gotcha
1: okay so we talked about your salon that y'all started yeah. three years ago we were just talking about this before mm-hmm. I remember being there the night before the grand opening mm-hmm. and we were <laughs> talking about how long has it been and we remembered oh it was election night 2016 yep and not only was it crazy trying to get the salon ready and y'all sent me on an errand to get your dishwasher, not dishwasher, <laughs> washer uh, wash- and dryer in for towels and stuff. Get that working to the hardware store and I was gone for like an hour, came back, bought the wrong thing, and yeah. never got your washer yeah. going. So <laughs> But
0: we had Qdoba. I do remember we that. Q-doba. We had a lot so of as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, so you helped me out and I didn't help you, so <laughs> yes. sorry about that. But we were talking about how like we we're checking our phones as the night's going on, like, wow, this is happening. Yeah. Yes. Donald Trump is becoming our president yes. as yes. we speak. Yes. Who could ever? It was forget a big night. night. Who could ever forget <laughs> such a thing? Amazing. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the the journey to starting Radiate Sixty because I know it was a long journey, mm-hmm. both of you separately, personally, mm. just in, even in a professional sense, yeah. um, and then both of you professionally together and how it all came together. So just a little bit, maybe, Carly, we we'll start with you. Like, sure. how long have you been doing hair? How'd you get into it?
2: Um, this year I have been doing hair for, well, I started, gosh, I started in school 19 years ago. And so I've been in the actual field, like for 19, 18 to 19 years. Um,
1: so how old were you when you started when you you went to hair school?
2: So I graduated midterm from high school and I just, so in January I was done with high school opposed to doing the full year of my senior year. And um, I just, I didn't know what to do with my life. I didn't have my grades. I just, I didn't. But I knew that I was excited about something, but I didn't know what until my aunt said, why don't you go to hair school? And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was like actually a profession, like a thing you could support yourself with. Um, And I was really creative, so I wanted to do something with my hands. But um, so I started at a salon here in Indy and um, right after Chris and I got married at 20, And, um, and then we, uh, I went from two different salons and then decided to start my own. So 12 years ago, um, in January, I started make fresh, Mm -hmm. which, um, was birthed from just a renewal of the mind. Um, so then, uh, by, let's see, by that time, by the time that radiate 60 came around, that was our one, two, three. Fourth, fourth location for Make Fresh, and then as Fisher was ex- Fisher's was expanding, um, they tore down our salon and we had to rebuild. And then during that time, um, we just knew that we needed to go big or go home because yeah. that's what all Fisher's really had to offer. And I was like, I can't do this alone, and I don't want to anymore. Um, <clears throat> so that was when, I mean, it was all God. Like I. We, Crystal and I would start running into each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, random places. Random,
2: <laughs> like Target, and then we would send each other. How did you meet? Did you know each other because of Hair
1: World oh, stuff? That's or? True.
0: Uh, I'd say we knew I, of each other. I went to school with Stefan, so oh, I nice. knew of her because of Stefan. Got it. And we went to our last church, we went to there together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would see each other, right. but we never had relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it wasn't until we started Antioch stuff Um, the the meetings that I feel like her and I actually started Mm. to get to know each other and
2: but we still didn't really talk. Like mm-hmm. we just kind of yeah. still were like, hi, like You're I right. th- know you, you know.
0: So one time I put together a like a <laughs> kickball party at my house and nobody showed up except <laughs> their freshes. Oh, and gosh. so that's actually where the conversation right. started because we didn't really know that. And I remember telling Josh, I was like, this random family's coming over. We don't really <laughs> know them, but oh, they God. said yes. Yeah, so that's awesome. and that's where I think our first conversations really started happening. Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. OK, so you are 19 years in to hair you're mm-hmm. saying started the salon three years ago mm-hmm. okay so you're 15 16 years in when you start becoming better friends with crystal so mm-hmm. what's kind of your professional road at that point you know looking back four years ago where were you at how long had you been in school or out of school or yeah how's all that go
0: so <coughs> I have not been doing hair as long as her um okay. so I actually never wanted to do hair this okay. was never on my grid um I went to school for Management, marketing, journalism, criminology. <laughs> Thought I was going to be a CPA or not CPA. No, um, CNA at oh, one point. Nice. Okay, um, so you have wait, degrees in all of
1: those things, or you like took classes? No, all of
0: I started and I stopped, and yes. I started and I stopped. Um, so I had no grid for hair, um, mm-hmm. and I was actually living in Georgia. Did and you graduate
1: college? No. Okay. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so I was living in Georgia and just down there, you know, I was actually married before. Mm-hmm. I had Ellie. Um, I was 21 and just...
1: 21 when you got married the first time?
0: I was 19-ish okay. when I got married, 21 by the time I had Ellie. Okay. Um, and it was just like... I need something to do, and I was at this church, and this lady came up to me, or her daughter, and she was like, hey, do you do makeup? And I must have looked really great y- that yeah, day.
1: Maybe. And she's
0: like, <laughs> and I told her, I was like, no, I don't do that. She said, my mom is a photographer, and she wants you to learn how to do makeup for her. And I'm like, random. Wow. So I watched all these YouTube videos on how to do makeup, because I didn't know what I was right. doing. Um, so I worked for her for a while, and she kind of taught me that business. Um, and so then when I moved, she was the one that said, you need to go to hair school. Um, Uh So that's when I moved back up here to Indy. Okay. But I didn't listen. So, because I like to take the long route of (laughs) things. (laughs) Um, So I actually had just a bunch of random jobs of Uh bartending and working at a restaurant. And then that's when I thought I should be a CNA because why not? Right. Um, And then it was just like through just different encounters with people kept reminding Mm -hmm. me of hair school. And so... It, logistically, it wouldn't have made sense to take a year off my life, have a new child and right. all of these jobs that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Lord said, this is what you're going to do. And so yeah. I went and applied. And so I did hair school. Um, and then I worked at a couple of random salons and then I landed a, a really good job at a, a luxury salon in Broad Ripple. Uh-huh. And I was there for about three years okay. and was like crazy successful, was doing really well, but there was something missing. I just yep. was, wasn't like, it wasn't a joyful place for me. Right. Um, and then it was in that time that I felt God saying like, hey, a shift is about to happen, but not yet. And then that's when I ran into Carly. Nice. And so on my way to Qdoba, Oddly enough, um, I heard God say, Hey, it's time to quit your job. And I had that conversation with Josh. And I was like, Hey, I feel like this is something I'm supposed to do. And I was about to hit six figures yeah. where I was making like nothing before. And right. he's like, Are you sure you right. want to do this? I was like, Yeah. yeah. Like, why not? And so right. that was three and a half years wow. ago. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> okay. So let's. there's a lot to
1: talk about in all of that. Because one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is because, you know, when you look at uh, kind of, whatever the young professional years whatever that even really means if we say 18 to 29 you know at 18 it's like you finish high school and then you kind of like go to college or you don't yeah or Mm -hmm. you do and then you stop or you what and it's like and that just starts the roller coaster of transitions for the next like 12 years of your life yeah Mm -hmm. not that life ever stops changing but it's like you know like you said you study something in college and then four different things You have. 12 different roommates you have mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah. everything's changing all the time you have relationships and then that's keeps going or it doesn't mm-hmm. or you have kids or you don't or you move to different cities you know there's so yeah. much going on so yeah. you guys just gave an overview and basically hit on all of that stuff like you guys have mm. y'all have gone through all of that many times over yeah mm. so i don't even know where to start but maybe just kind of a real broad question is like when you look back you know from today till let's say you know those six, eight, 10, 12 years ago kind of thing when mm-hmm. this professional road kind of started 18, 19, 20 till today and all the different things you you've gone through. Like what have you learned about how to, what's important about how to navigate transition? Cause I think it's just fair to say, probably I'm assuming that nothing has gone the way you thought it would go mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everything has changed at least a handful of times. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what's, How have you handled that? Has that always been like, oh, smooth? This is great, you know, Crystal. You're like, oh, I'm, I like, I'm a Christian who drives in the car, and God just tells me when everything's going to change, and it's great.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure that's how it
1: went down, right? Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. I mean, what's some stuff you've learned about that? Yeah, right, right. But what's some stuff you've learned about transition when things stop going the way you thought they were going to go?
2: Yeah. Um, for me, I it wasn't until I became a Christian that I understood even like that God wanted me to talk to him. So like I would just end up just praying mm-hmm. and um, and then a lot of people would just be encouragements to me. So it was my community. A lot of times that, um, that people that would just believe in me too um to be able to do the next step like and I would just always be feeling like that just that intense gut feeling of mm-hmm. like something's not right here but like I want to see change and hmm. so I'm just going to go for it yeah. and just have to be really bold all the time um yeah. with everything in life
1: that's great being bold is awesome but it's also scary yeah it's are really you like scary. do you feel like you are you're the personality that tend towards boldness or yeah. do you really had to learn that
2: I kind of just go for everything and then figure it out on the way. (laughs) Um, Because if I didn't, I think that I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Mm. So stepping out um, has always been something that, like, my husband would always be like, "Uh, I don't think this is the right time. I'd be like, no, like, we just got to
1: do it. Yeah. Because you two are really different in that. Or very
2: different. Yeah. Which is cool and hard all at the same time. Um, Chris is uh, very much like, if I have an idea, He was like, let's just wait a couple years or, (laughs) (laughs) but no, um, I think, uh, and then he finally has gotten to the point where he sees the outcome of what all these things have happened of just stepping out in faith. Um, and now we are able to say like, okay, like if we do have a dream, like let's go for it and Mm -hmm. like, let's really go for it and talk about this and, um, and just see what happens and it's okay if it's not perfect. Um, but at least we tried and, and I think that's something that, um, if we just sat back and didn't go for it, we wouldn't meet certain people and we wouldn't experience life, um, and be able to just. Encourage others either, you know, so there's a
0: lot of that. I think that's a big point of it's It's okay to fail Yeah, I think that is a huge thing that people are so afraid of is it has to be so perfectly planned out in order for it to work It's like some of the best ideas people stumble upon and stumble through Mm. I mean, I got it wrong a million times before I feel like I landed where I really wanted to be and we're still messing up Mm -hmm. And figuring it out Mm -hmm. as we go, right? Yeah Yep, totally yeah,
1: that's so good the two different things you had are talking about one of them is you were talking about you and Chris and even knowing you guys and the, the differences you have on your like you get an idea and it's like let's just do it now and Chris is like maybe let's wait a few years mm-hmm. and usually I know that in my life whether it's with my wife or just with people that I'm doing things with I'm usually we're usually not all the same mm-hmm. like in every way yeah. specifically it seems like whenever uh, a team comes together, whether that's just friends or it's a professional team, yep. um, not meaning like professional sports team, but a team in yeah, the yeah. professional arena, there's always there's just always different personalities, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to pace mm-hmm. and timing mm-hmm. and stuff and like yeah. risk aversion or whatever. Yeah. So maybe like as you both, because actually that's kind of true of you and Josh, right? Yeah, in the same way, you yeah. you kind of lean towards the risk. He leaned to- he leans towards the let's think about it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So y'all are the same in your marriages, but then you two are leading this thing together, both more on the like, let's go for it type of thing. And yeah. so what I'm what I, the question I'm getting at is, what have you learned along the way in how you navigate relationships and navigate professional decisions, like the the difference. I don't know if the words balance or difference or whatever, mm-hmm. but between like good process that is wise mm-hmm. and versus being paralyzed Mm -hmm. by fear yeah because i would say i mean i'll say this for me i've usually learned that the i I even uh hesitate to say the right decision but the decision i end up making Mm -hmm. is usually somewhere in between Mm -hmm. what i prefer and what my teammate prefers yeah it's it's usually not one or the other it's usually somewhere in between what have you learned about faith wise process versus we're just paralyzed by not wanting to do anything
2: Are you talking about for Crystal and I or Justin?
1: In anything, just because I think it's valuable in both, like in relation. I mean, that's two huge tension points. Yep. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, so whether it's relationship
1: or professional. Yeah.
2: So Chris and I are we're going on 19 years of marriage right now, and the and it's literally taken. I mean, still at 19 years, I'm like still needing to pull back Mm -hmm. a lot of times. My ideas, or not even my ideas, but just like being so like gotta do this now and if we don't then we're just missing something Mm -hmm. instead really trying to be respectful to my husband as well and respect that there is some reservations Mm -hmm. and it's okay that there are yeah and I'm learning that too
1: like because I've learned that not all people who want to go slow are babies no and I'm like it's so humiliating that I even have to say that I mean how arrogant of me but it's like Oh wow, you actually—that's actually a really smart thing to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm really annoyed, but that's really smart. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: But you need people like that because I yeah. yes. think with people like us that are just all of these ideas going all the time, like it's not always logistically like sound. Yeah. And so you right. need someone who is like gifted in the logistics to say like, let's really think about this. Right. And then it gives us like, you know, sometimes we'll be like, it doesn't matter, let's keep going yeah, for yeah. it, yeah. or like, okay. On to the next idea
2: well i think when we met with um steve and terry that Mm -hmm. one time uh to go over just business ideas and everything one of my favorite things that they had said was that um steve is always giving ideas and terry has learned how to like there's certain ones that she'll run with but just let him at least talk and Mm -hmm. like spew out those ideas and never that it's wrong but it's more just like it will be a serious look when we both feel too. Um, Is that what, I mean, is that what they said?
0: Well, I think too, even with Carly and I's relationships, like we both are very similar in running with these ideas and always have something going. But I think that we both balance each other out in the question area where like where she's got her, I feel like she has more of the like, let's do it right. This moment Mm -hmm. um, where I have the ideas, but then I have a little bit more of the, hmm, yeah. that kind of reservation, mm-hmm. but I feel like even in our business, it's like the perfect balance right. between those two. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so
1: good. That's so good. I think that what you were hitting on there, Carly, for a second, it was good that I'm trying to learn as I'm growing up and maturing is um I think in in my immaturity when I had uh, when I was passionate about an idea that I was like, this is an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Any pushback on that was like an offense oh, to yeah. the mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like
2: And it still you, can be, you know, even that right. yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. you
1: don't care about me, you mm-hmm. don't think it's a good idea, and you <laughs> right. don't value these amazing things I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like my insights. Yeah. But I think I'm learning that it's just interesting. I think one of the biggest areas of maturity over the last ten years of my life that I have learned and I think in learning it, I'm realizing I have so much more to learn.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I finally yep. learned the lesson how much I need to learn from other people. Yeah. yeah. Which. So good. I, yeah. I just have a thick head, I guess. But no. that value of learning from other people. And part of it starts with learning who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think even right now in this season of my life, I've been thinking a lot about how to get secure in what do I bring to the table? Mm-hmm. So how do, I, how do I be confident in bringing that? and be humble in knowing it's part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So I've got to bring what I bring, but I'm not the whole yeah. picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm I'm learning how hard that can be cuz mm-hmm. I'll either be insecure or arrogant yeah. or it's mm-hmm. easy to be insecure or it's easy to be arrogant and mm-hmm. finding that confident humility
0: mm-hmm.
1: and contributing is hard.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know what do you yeah. guys think about that. My well, thing is when you have to realize well for for both of us, none of this is about us. Like, if our good. mission is really to help other people, you can't go into it without offense. And, That's like, so good. Yeah. And so I feel like it's easier when you can step back and say, you know, my career isn't about me and my preferences, it's about other people. Mm-hmm. And so then all of that kind of works itself out. You go into it more humble, mm-hmm. less arrogant if it's mm-hmm. not about you.
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: I agree. I think it's just always exciting. Um, I, I know that we both get really excited just watching the stylists that we walk that we work with um, come through the door, and mm-hmm. like, just like this is a new day, and we get to encourage each other, yeah. um, and we get to watch each other be talented, and uh, so that I think that keeps us going yeah. so many days because um, we still have just life is happening all around us, and mm-hmm. when we get to our workplace, it's like we have to kind of get out of, I mean, we're human, but like we we really have to get out of ourselves to then encourage people we work with too.
0: Well, and realizing, so in our field, education is huge. And I think that when you have the understanding that you are not the best and you haven't arrived yet, it's those people that are constantly taking education to grow and mm-hmm. get better. And I think her and I, like, we have been doing this for a while and we're both really good, but we have accepted we're not the best yeah. at this. So we don't have that arrogance. But, like, how can we help other people be the best at their job?
2: Yeah. yeah. And we can provide the place yeah. for them to come and, and be themselves. Yeah,
1: that's so good. We were talking about that with, uh, with Jack Frisbee and talking about, like, the value of, what am I trying to say? The importance of learning how to be a learner. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that, I know that for me and so many people I've, so many friends I've walked with or people now they're a few years younger than me. It's so easy. I think in like in my twenties, especially my early twenties, I felt the pressure that I had to like have everything together, know where my life was headed and have that pretty darn under control by the age of 24 or yeah. I was like behind. Yeah. Because you look around and you just think everybody mm-hmm. else has it figured out yeah. and yeah. But you know your insides and you're like, well, I'm a mess. I must be behind here. Yeah. But now when I look back I and I, I realize the people who are, even when I reflect back to those years and the people who weren't freaking out about some things I was freaking out about, they were just, they were more at peace or they had more value for learning mm-hmm. than like mm-hmm. being or yeah. arriving, as you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what have you What have you noticed about that?
0: I think for me to tell a 17 or 18 year old like hey you have to figure out your life and what you want to be and pay all this money to go to college to me is just bizarre So I'm like at 18 my only concern was like partying and hanging out with my friends like yeah. I didn't have any grid for what I wanted to do for the rest of my life mm-hmm. then right. I threw thousands of dollars at of college and I'm like I don't want to do this yeah. uh, <laughs> but I've learned that so like when I very first started out in the hair industry, you have to go through an assisting program where you don't make a lot of money. You're working crazy, ridiculous hours. And it's like the grunt work that nobody wants to do. Mm-hmm. But that was my biggest growing season. And yeah. I feel like that gets lost because people want instant like success or whatever success is. And they mm-hmm. want you know to make six figures right out the gate. And it's like, no, there is a long process of grunt work working for no money at Mm -hmm. all that has to take place first in order Mm -hmm. for growth to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's good.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Carly? What have you learned about learning?
2: About learning? Yeah. Um, it kind of takes my mind to just even just as I grew up, like not fitting the mold of everyone else. Um, there was always something different in like the way I learned or whatever it was. And, And if I was to take a path that was exactly the same as my friend, say, in in high school, well, that wouldn't have worked for me. It would have worked for her, but it wouldn't work for me. And um, learning how to somehow be comfortable in your own skin of what you've been gifted with. Mm -hmm. um, And so that's, I think, and it's something I've carried, I think, my whole life of just realizing, like, that it's okay to be different. It's okay to not do what everyone else is doing and really, you know, find the people to hang around that will build your confidence as well.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, same at 18, 19, and 20. Yeah. I mean, let's just say like I had my last drink at 21. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but during that time I was so confused about who I was and I was filling my life with so many things that were not good yeah. and I mean, so just in those three years, living a lot of life. But then, um, so yeah, I mean. Yeah.
1: So what, do what, you look back on, you talk about learning how to get comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's an ongoing lesson. In it's all of still at 38, yeah. Is there, you know, as you look back over the last many years, is there any moment that kind of jumps to your mind where you realize, whether it looked on the outside like a big crossroads moment or not, internally it was a crossroads moment of like, I'm actually okay with who I am. Like mm-hmm. is there anything that sticks out? Mm either for either one of you yeah
0: i mean mine happened at my last job where i realized it was a very like luxurious fancy place where people there was a lot of like value on how much money you had and all of that and i realized i'm never going to be that i never want to be that Um, And I, I, the first year or so working there, I was changing my dialogue to try Mm. and fit that. Right. And then I realized that's not me. That's not who I am or who I ever want to be. Mm. And I started acting more of like myself in that and, you know, definitely got rejected. Mm -hmm. um, But realizing there's more joy in that of being yourself and being comfortable with that and saying like, it's okay if I have to step back from people that make me feel less than Mm -hmm. I don't have to be someone that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Cause you're giving up a lot and you're kind of walking back into the unknown of like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Like there's almost something less scary about just trying to be like everybody else. Cause like at least you sort of, sort of fit, even though you know you don't Mm -hmm. fit, you sort of
0: pretend like you you do fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. exhausting. Yeah. it is -hmm.
1: yeah anything stick out in your mind Mm. oh we got 28 seconds left on this episode how about we cut it off here yeah (laughs) we (laughs) cut it off here so we are going to continue this conversation with crystal and carly what i'm excited about in our next episode is we're going to be talking about uh you guys talked about learning how to fail Mm -hmm. which i think is a huge lesson and then you guys have talked about the change of your definition in success Mm -hmm. and i want to talk about what have you learned about, or how has that changed over the years? What did you used to think success was? What is it now? Mm-hmm. How has that changed? How have you learned that? I think that's a really valuable thing. So there's the timer there right is. there. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. Please tune in next week. Thanks, Crystal and Carly. We'll pick this up again.
0: All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Indie Young Professionals Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And then if you did go ahead and hit the subscribe button on YouTube, as well as the bell so that you'll be alerted when we release new episodes. You can also follow us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to know more about us and about the people that we're interviewing, follow us on Instagram at Indie Young Professionals. Thanks. Have a great day.